Good morning. Welcome to worship at Shepherd of the Lakes. Today we celebrate the Festival of Epiphany, the second major festival of the Christian year. It always falls on January 6th, which happens to be the 12th day of Christmas. So, you know the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. They go from Christmas Day up to Epiphany. And so Epiphany, we celebrate the visit of the Magi, and really what we kind of call Gentile Christmas. We'll see a little bit of that theme, especially in our first reading from the Old Testament book of Ruth. And then we'll talk about it a little bit in our sermon from Psalm 72. The service is outlined for you in your service folder. We'll begin with our opening hymn, number 83. God bless your worship. Continue on page 26. Please rise. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. And also with you. God invites us to come into his presence and worship him with humble and penitent hearts. Therefore, let us acknowledge our sinfulness and ask him to forgive us. Holy and merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful, and that I have disobeyed you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have done what is evil, 
and fail to do what is good. For this I deserve your punishment, both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for my sins, and trusting in my Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given His Holy Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by His authority, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For all that we need in life, and for the wisdom to use all your gifts with gratitude and joy, hear our prayer, O Lord. steadfast assurance that nothing can separate us from your love, and for the courage to stand firm against the assaults of Satan and their evil, hear our prayer, O Christ. For the well-being of your holy church and all the world, and for those who offer here their worship and praise, hear our prayer, O Lord. Merciful God, maker and preserver of life, uphold us by your power and keep us in your tender care. Amen. The works of the Lord are great and glorious. His name is worthy of praise. Son is born to Naomi. 
and they named him Obed. He became the father of Jesse, the father of David. We continue with our psalm for today, Psalm 72, as found on page 93. second reading comes from Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 2. God has proclaimed the mystery through this gospel. We can approach God in freedom and confidence. Paul writes, Surely you have heard of the administration of God's grace given to me for you, namely, that the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. When you read this, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. This mystery was not made known to people in past generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that in Christ Jesus the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and people who also share in the promise through the gospel. I became a servant of this gospel, in keeping with the gift of God's grace that was given to me by the working of his power. To me even though I am the very least of all the saints, was given this grace, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to enlighten everyone about the administration of this mystery. In past ages, this mystery remained hidden in God, who created all things. He did this, so that through the church, the multifaceted wisdom of God in the heavenly places might now be made known to the rulers and authorities. This was done according to the eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him, we can freely approach God with confidence through faith in him. This is the word of our God. Alleluia. We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Alleluia.
please rise for the reading of our gospel. Our gospel reading from Matthew chapter 2. In his grace, God leads Gentiles to worship Christ. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, when Herod was king, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. They asked, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was alarmed, and all Jerusalem with him. He gathered together all the people's chief priests and experts in the law. He asked them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, because this was written through the prophet. You, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are certainly not least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men, and found out from them exactly when the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report to me, so that I may also go and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. Then the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them, until it stood still over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with overwhelming joy. And after they went into the house and saw the child with Mary his mother, they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Since they had been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went back to their own country by another route. This is the Gospel of our Lord Jesus. I invite you to turn to page 31 in the front part of your red hymnal, where you will find our confession today, the Nicene Creed. The Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became fully human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated for the first three verses of our next day.
call it redeemed. On this second great festival of the Christian church year, we look especially at what Solomon records for us in Psalm 72. The crunch of the camel's hooves had been going on for days. The caravan stretching out behind them as far as the eye could see and further until finally, until finally the lead camel and the lead entourage crested the final hill. And what did they see? They saw a sparkling city. A sparkling city shining almost so bright that you couldn't look at it when the sun was up or when the sun was down, given the lamps that they lit to light up the temple at night. The place was covered in gold. Like literally, head to toe, covered in gold. And as the hooves of the camels crunched their way down the Mount of Olives and through the gates, they looked at the streets. Might as well be plated with silver, because the word was that during Solomon's day, silver was as common as lead and had just about as much value. The Queen of Sheba had arrived. And why had she come? The writer of First Kings records for us. When the Queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon and his relation to the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. And she arrived at Jerusalem with a tremendous caravan, carrying more spices than had ever, ever been seen before. It must have looked like the most glorious of events, the most glorious of days, something that people would talk about for ages in the newspapers, something that that they would broadcast on the Jerusalem news of this discussion between two major diplomats, one the most powerful, the richest man, the wisest man in the world, and second, between the woman who had come to, to pay tribute and most of all had come to talk with him, to learn from him, to discuss with him who is this Lord that he serves. And they used the name of the true God, the one true God, so that it's unmistakable. She comes to find out more about the true Lord. You look at that scene and you picture it. It's almost like, you know, the opening, opening scene from Aladdin as, as the trumpets are blaring and the caravan trumps into town and the people are just in awe. But it's a question, who is in greater shock? The queen or the people of Jerusalem? And if you look at that scene and you envision that scene and you, you smell the stench of camels overpowered by the smell of spices of every sort, stinging the nose and the eyes, you might wonder and think to yourself, there isn't, there isn't much mystery to this. One person who's very powerful has come to visit somebody else who is even more powerful. Plain and simple. Straightforward. Fast forward 900 years, and the scene replicates itself, but apparently, apparently in diminished form. These wise men, magi, we don't know exactly where they came from, but they come with a caravan. We don't know how many, there's at least two, because it's a plural, and they come. Perhaps in fulfillment of what Solomon has written here in Psalm 72. The kings of Tarshish and of distant shores will bring tribute to him. The kings of Sheba and Seba will present him with gifts. All kings will bow down before him, and all nations will serve him. And when the Magi come into Jerusalem, Jerusalem is all a bustle and is stirred very deeply. Not so much because of the splendor and the spices, but because of the guy who's on the throne and the ones who are over him. King Herod. You've heard his name before, and if you keep reading, you'll see what a dastardly villain he really is. Absolutely heartless and crazy to boot. 
And Jerusalem is disturbed because when this caravan, when basically semi-truck after semi-truck pulls into Jerusalem, the people begin to wonder, why? Why do they have to disturb our peace? King Herod doesn't, he doesn't take much to, to light the fuse and set him off. And now they're asking about the one who has been born king of the Jews. And the mystery seems to become even more mysterious. As the ones who read and teach the Bible say, oh, he's, he's over there somewhere. Go find him. Go ahead. And the mystery amplifies itself as these men leave. And they go the distance from, like, quick trip out to Walmart. And they find, they find a young child, probably still a baby, probably less than six months old. But they find this child, and they kneel before him, the king of the Jews. And they present him with gifts worthy of a king. And the mystery only deepens. Why? Are they kneeling here? You and I. Looking at the mystery of God's grace. And as we contemplate it together Sunday after Sunday, as we gather together to sing in poetic form about various little segments, little bite-sized pieces that we can kind of understand and wrap our heads around, at the same time, you and I, in this spiritual Jerusalem, have had a king come to us. The whole picture was flipped. Where a king, where a queen had come to Solomon, a queen had come to a city and a king with a reputation to learn about God. Kings had come to Jerusalem to find the Messiah, to find this king and to learn more about him, to worship him. But now for you and for me, the mystery only gets, only gets better. Because as we gather together, the king comes to us. The mystery of God's grace. Where kneeling side by side, the Lord himself says, here, take and eat, take and drink. You've got right here in, in bread and wine, body and blood, you've got a treasure greater than anything this world could offer. You've got a proclamation more straightforward and more holding more wisdom than King Solomon himself. You've got, you've got a treasure. And the treasure isn't so much what is found in the boxes like the Magi brought or the spices that the Queen brought. But the treasure is in the king himself. Solomon writes, He will endure as long as the sun. He will defend the afflicted and save the children of the needy. He will crush the oppressor. He will endure as long as the moon through all generations. In his days the righteous will flourish. Prosperity will abound until the moon is no more. He will rule from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. The desert tribes will bow before him, and his enemies will lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and distant shores will bring tribute to him. All kings will bow down to him, and all nations will serve him. And the mystery starts to get unfolded and unwrapped just a little bit more. The mystery of God's grace, which says to you that you have been given a king, and that you've been given a king whose rule and whose reign lasts forever and ever. But, but the mystery remains. Because it would be very simple to look at Solomon's Jerusalem and see this, this tremendously successful and wisdom-appealing man, Solomon, and this, this city that is covered in gold, and say, of course, that's where God is found. It would even, it would even be appealing to see the Magi visiting Jesus and recognize, of course, that's where God is found. They bring gifts, and they give him these gifts, and here is the Christ child in the flesh, 
But the glory seems to be diminished just a little bit because Bethlehem isn't shining with the gold and jewels of Solomon's day or glittering with the wisdom of Solomon. But nevertheless, the mystery of God's grace is there in the flesh. But for us, the mystery... Will we ever get to the bottom of it? The mystery that God hides His grace in the most simple and almost everyday means. That God hides, God hides the rope that takes you to heaven in simple words. That the ladder between heaven and earth, Jesus Christ Himself, Jacob's ladder, is clothed in bread and wine and offered to you free of charge. Do we stand there and recognize it? Or are we offended that the mystery isn't as appealing as it was in Solomon's day and isn't as obvious as it was in the day of the Magi? Shepherd of the Lakes has been here as a congregation for 40 years this year and worshiping together informally for 45 and here we are, and I could see somebody wondering, the mystery, why do these Christians hold so strongly to the Word of God? And why do these Christians invest so much time and effort into gathering together for worship and training their children and working together to proclaim the name of the Lord? And why? Why did we need a Wisconsin Synod Church down here, you know, what is it, 25 minutes south of Highway 60, when Highway 60 had been the dividing line for so many years when Missouri and Wisconsin were in fellowship. Wisconsin, you stay north of it, and Missouri, you can have south of it. The mystery unfolded in Christ alone, unfolded in word and sacrament alone. The mystery that says, Dear Christian, we are here, and the glory of the Lord that you experience, not necessarily with your own eyes right now, but with your own eyes one day, the glory of the Lord that you experience is far greater than the glory that the Queen of Sheba brought along with her. The glory that you see is far greater than the wisdom of Solomon and the glittering of the temple. The glory of the Lord is that Christ has come for you, that Christ has come for me, that we together share a common brother whose name is Jesus, who, who has joined our humanity, the one who's a descendant of, of David and Abraham, and that also means he's a descendant of Ruth and Rahab and Bathsheba, the Son of God, the Son of God who came to be your Savior and mine. And where shall we find him? And how shall we share his glory? How shall we hold on to his glory? Well, plain and simple. In the word of God. And it's okay to be proud of that fact. Because as we gather around the word of God, Jesus makes his entrance again. Not in a, a visible child-like form. And not in the glory of the cloud that filled the temple when Solomon dedicated it. And not, not necessarily with the sort of headlines and the, the conversation transcripts between Solomon and the Queen of Sheba. But the glory of the Lord comes to you and to me today in the forgiveness of sins. Paul calls it a mystery. And when he says mystery, he's not saying that it's, it's something for us to figure out. That word mystery really means that it's something that you'll be able to contemplate for the rest of your life and never figure out. Because, because we know how God is supposed to act. That those who are sinful are shut out from His presence. And we might understand that, well, if God wants to show favor to the Jewish people, fine. It's His prerogative. And we could totally understand that the Messiah had come for the Jewish people, but the mystery revealed and given to you today is that the Messiah has come for you too. Well, the Magi proved it. The fact that we've got the Word of God listed for us today 
proves it. The fact that we've got the fulfillment of the king's reign right now proves it. His glorious kingdom stretching from shore to shore, hidden, hidden indeed, under word and sacrament, hidden within the hearts of his people, but there, there we've got the glory of our Lord. And so, is it any doubt that Solomon, perhaps penning this psalm after the Queen of Sheba leaves, he says basically, it's not about me, it's about the king who's coming. This is what he writes. Long may he live. May gold from Sheba be given to him. May every people pray to him and bless him all day long. May his name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun and the mystery revealed. All nations will be blessed through him, and they will call him blessed. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does marvelous deeds. Praise be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. And frankly, I can't think of any better way to try and talk about the mystery of our God. That his rule extends from shore to shore, from heart to heart, all the way down here to southern Minnesota for 40 plus years, all the way around the world, and forever. Amen. Please rise. And now may the grace of God that goes beyond all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. You may be seated for the final two verses of our hymn.
rise for prayer. We pray. O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. At this anniversary year, we reflect on your past help and are encouraged in our hope for the future. We praise you for keeping and sustaining your people throughout the ages and for preserving the preaching of your word and the administration of your sacraments among us. We praise you also for using us to bring to others the good news that sinners are reconciled to you through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now we ask you to give us courage and hope as we move day by day into the future. Keep safe all those who are assembled here in your name. Do not permit the evil one to pluck us out of your mighty hand. Strengthen us in the confidence that you have already overcome our greatest enemies of sin, death, and the devil. Increase our trust in your precious promise that you are with us always. Cause your Holy Spirit to work mightily in us and through us, so, so that we may grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Be with us as we strive to pass down to our children the truths that have been passed down to us. Continue to make our congregation a beacon of light in this sin-darkened world. Now hear us, Lord, as we bring you our private petitions. Grant that this celebration of your gracious activity in years and ages past be only the prelude to that far greater celebration we will enjoy forever in the joy and glory of the world to come. Still be our guard while troubles last in our eternal home. Amen. And we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We continue with the sacrament as found on page 33. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In love, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. In the past, he spoke to us through the prophets, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, who is the radiance of his glory. Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and thanks and honoring glory forever and ever. gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given into death for the forgiveness of all your sin. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given into death for the forgiveness of all your sin. Take and eat. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sin. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sin. Take and drink. Now may this true body and blood of our Savior strengthen and preserve you in the true faith and the life everlasting. Depart at peace with God, sins forgiven. Amen.
We continue with our song on page 36. Please rise.
Good morning once again. Special welcome to the guests worshiping with us today. Um, we'll be making note of our anniversary probably throughout the rest of this year um, as a senior service insert. November 12th was when this building was dedicated for worship as Shepherd Boys. Um, so watch for that. Uh, today we're going to be, since um, June 6th or January 6th was the 12th day of Christmas, we're going to be taking down our Christmas decorations at 11.30. Um, and Doris will have a little bit of a sheet of paper for details on how that all goes, uh, so it goes smoothly. And then everybody's invited over to the parsonage for lunch. Should be about 12 noon. Thanks so much. God bless you. Work done. Mm-hmm. 